episode 42 of Cutoffs and Coffee. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in with us. CT and James here, as always, from T3 Performance. Today on episode 42, we have a good friend of mine, Eric Lemon. Eric is and was the first franchisee of the iCryotherapy, iCryo facilities. He owns three facilities out in New York State and one now in Florida. And so what they do at iCryo is they focus on compression therapy, sauna, NAD, dry float, photobiomodulation, and cryotherapy to help an individual live their best lifestyle. So we dive into those services, we dive into all the benefits, and we dive into why you, no matter who you are listening, why you should be doing some weekly cryotherapy. And this week's episode is brought to you by iCryo. If you want to try out cryotherapy and you're not an Eskimo or an athlete and you don't think it's for you, this is a great opportunity if you happen to be in one of those three locations in New York, either Latham, Gilderland, Clifton Park, or the new location coming soon in Florida, Boca Raton. You could try one of those lifestyle, uh, lifestyle services that CT just mentioned for free. All you got to do is mention cutoffs and coffee. That is worth me driving to New York to go to either Latham, Clifton Park, or Gilderland to take one of those free services. I might, I may take you up on that. And again, I would mention cutoffs and coffee. If you like what we're doing here on cutoffs and coffee, go ahead and give us a like, subscribe to our YouTube or Spotify or our Apple, share it, and also follow us on social media. Let us know who you want to hear on the podcast. So we will try our best to get them on. So without further ado, episode 42, enjoy a great conversation with a great friend of mine, Eric Lemon. Enjoy. Yo, yo, Eric Lemon. What's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here today. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Good seeing you. It's been, been a minute. Too bad it's not in person, but hey, I'll take it. Yeah, this will have to, this will have to be uh, good enough. I did want to say, maybe not cut off some coffee this episode, maybe more like tank tops and green teas, because Eric is the first guest on Cut Off and Coffee podcast to, as far as we know, to never have had a cup of coffee. What's the, uh, what's the deal there, bro? And if you want to stop listening, guests right now, people, people listening on YouTube and Spotify and Apple, go ahead. Um, but Eric, what's, what's your excuse to not have coffee? Uh, well, I think, I mean, you've known me for quite some time now. I uh, have natural energy. Um, it's just never been something. I mean, I've had sips of coffee. I can't say I've never tried it, but uh, I watched my mother be like really dependent on it growing up. And it was just never something that I felt like I needed a dependency on or, or really needed. And I've just never ordered or had a full cup of coffee. I, and honest, to be honest with you, I don't even think I've had a cup of tea. I'm uh, a water drinker, man. Water and uh, Jameson, you know. So, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Jameson, not water, I'm not drinking it. I'm not mad about that. We did have um, Corey Morrow on the on the podcast a couple episodes ago, and he drank his first of first cup of coffee on the podcast. So that was interesting. We could kind of see him ramp up and and um, hit that caffeine high towards the end of the podcast. So that was that was a lot of fun. Hey man, just get us started here. Um, you know, tell us something about you that we cannot find from just a quick Google or Instagram search. Something about me that you can't find. Well, I mean, you already hit one of them. I've never had a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and the next thing that I'm going to be announcing that you wouldn't see on yet is my newest business venture. Um, uh, I got a guy down here that I've become really close with. And we just started a premier moving company 
Um, so we'll be doing high-end moves and everything from packing, unpacking, assembling, dissembling furniture, uh, post clean to get your, your condo or whatever ready for the next tenant, um, so on and so forth. So that's going to be launching uh, very soon. We just worked on the, the website and logo, which is coming out soon. I'll be making that announcement. Um, so, and then other than that, I don't think you'll find anything that I've, you know, my whole life I've been playing soccer. Uh, I don't think you'll find that on Google anywhere, but just a couple of tidbits about me. I'm not sure where you would find time for that. We'll get into your, you know, your franchises and, and the facilities that you own, but that's awesome. I just don't know. Or what are you got more than 24 hours in a day? I, I don't, I just, I maximize my time and uh, always try to maintain some balance and, uh, I got a great team with my franchises back in New York. So, you know, as you know, MK, uh, my right hands, uh, somebody very important to me, uh, does very good work that allows me to, you know, do other things instead of being so focused on, you know, just I cry. So I'm very thankful for her and my team there. Um, as you know, it's with the gym. It's, it's all about your team. It's about the people you surround yourself with. That's the most important thing. And I think I've done that pretty well over the years. And that's allowed me to, free up time to, to do other things. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to get back to that, the, the team aspect, because like you said, that's, that's so important, not only what you do, but, but in sports and, and in the gym as well. Uh, second question here. Can you remember the last skill that you taught yourself or something that you're currently working on? Yeah, I would say, and I don't know if you necessarily classify this as a skill. I think it is because I think a lot of people lack this, but over the last several years, I've been really teaching myself balance which is vitally important for just so you don't get burned out. You know, I mean, I, as we all experienced the last two years of the pandemic was rough on, on many people, um, especially in many cities and in, in, in states over some others. Um, and it taught me to kind of take a step back when I had that downtime to realize, you know, I was working to the grindstone constantly, you know, stressed out, even though what I, what I do, I love. Um, so I taught myself to not take everything so seriously and, uh, you know, just really focus on, on, on balance. So I don't know if you'd necessarily consider that a skill, but like I said, I think a lot of people lack balance. So to me, I, it's, it's training the mind, which I think is a skill. Yeah, that's so important. I, I, I can't agree more with all that. And that's a, that's a great way to look at it as a skill. It's just like training. Just got to train it because if, if you don't train it for long enough, you kind of lose balance and then you, you can't find your center. So it's good to always be working on that. Dude, I know your story. I want people to hear it. It's awesome. It's inspiring. Um, so take us from, you know, young Eric in, in school all the way up to where you're at now, living in Florida, doing your thing with the iCryos, kind of talk us through what, um, what that journey has looked like for you. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I grew up in uh, Clifton Park, New York, uh, middle-class family. Uh, mom and dad are still together after 47 years, two brothers and a sister. Uh, grew up playing multiple sports. So I had, you know, I would say a pretty good childhood. Um, for those who know me from my past in high school, I started to kind of veer off, had some, some wild, wild years, some years that uh, I wouldn't change. Uh, they've made me who I am, but, you know, I could have, in retrospect, made Definitely some better decisions. Uh, I was what you would call a uh, knucklehead and know-it-all. And, um, you know, went off to, to school, uh, furthered that knucklehead kind of journey for a little while. And then finally, you know, got back on track and, and realized, you know, 
my decisions weren't going to help me in the long run. Um, you know, finished college, um, jumped out to South Carolina shortly after I finished school because my son was living there. A lot of people, uh, I don't talk much about my my personal and my family life, uh, but I do have a uh, an amazing son who's is 22 years old. I had him at a very young age through those you know those troubled years, um, and he was living in South Carolina. So I'd moved there. Was working in restaurants, a fine dining restaurant, things like that, and uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't making good money. I wasn't happy. Didn't have a good great group of friends down there. So I decided to come back to New York in uh, 2000, beginning of 2007. At which point I had a lot of friends in the mortgage business, and they kept trying to recruit me just because of my personality, my ability to sell. And I got into the mortgage business, and uh, basically a year later, uh, as we all know, the mortgage uh, business kind of crashed. Um, but I was able to stick through it. I, I was in the mortgage business for, for 12 years. Um, it uh, grew a, a great network. It taught me a lot about, uh, you know, because I was 100% commission-based. It taught me a lot about, you know, work ethic and, and having to uh, create and, and, and put food on the table. It wasn't given to me. I didn't show up to a nine-to-five and have a salary. So I think that was uh, a big learning process in, in much of who I am today, which drove me into what I do now. Um, and I remember to this day, I mean, I had been feeling like I was lost and I, I wasn't happy for quite some time. But I remember I woke up one day and I looked myself in the mirror and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, I don't want to go to work today. I, I, I despise this business. There's no loyalty. And I think, you know, CT, that's one thing I pride myself on is, you know, I don't always make the right decisions. I might not always say the right thing, but loyalty is very important to me. And those that I, I care about, I'm extremely loyal to. Um, and I just felt like the, the, the business was, was very cutthroat and just not to my personality. So I said to myself, I said, look, I'm not the type of person that is going to sit there and complain and be miserable every day. I'm going to do what I can to change it. You know what I mean? I, I, and I would rather sacrifice money, which I, I was initially to have some happiness and not be miserable. So I started talking with my good friend, Kyle, who started the, the franchise that I'm representing here and CT's representing iCryo. Um, at that point, uh, you know, he was just a licensee company, which means basically you take the trademark, you take the logo, they'll give you some insight, but basically you can do whatever you want with the brand and people started diluting his vision so we started talking, him and his father were, were looking at the franchise model. They started doing all the paperwork and most people don't know this, uh, but I actually, the Latham location where we met when you were at the Albany Empire is the very first iCryo franchise. And now we have over, I think 260 sold in like 22 states. So um, I kind of slow played that as the process was going. I still was working for the mortgage company, but they started to notice I was doing less and less. So. We parted ways in February of 2018. Um, I opened my first location in March of 2018. Uh, my second location of, in April of 2019. My third location was supposed to open April of 2020, uh, but obviously the pandemic, we didn't open until June of 2020. And now I'm currently working on my fourth location here in South Florida. I've shifted gears, uh, stopped putting money and my time into New York State, and I've shifted gears to expand down here in South Florida. So my Boca Raton location is supposed to open up in about August. So 
I've been out of the mortgage business since February 2018. Honestly, one of the best decisions I've ever made. I uh, miss some of the colleagues and some of the day-to-day -day stuff I was doing, but I don't miss the industry. I don't miss the stress. Um, I love what I do every day. I get to go into work, see people feel better, look better, uh, tell us about their testimonials and how we've helped them. I get to work with a great group of people. Um, I have a core group of staff that I absolutely admire. Uh, they go to work and work hard for me every day, um, respect the brand. Um, so that's what it was, you know? So, um, you know, I was the first to open a franchise, the first to open uh, more than one, first to open more than two. And uh, hopefully I'll do some more firsts uh, for the iCryo company. I, I, I love it and it's, it's where I'm meant to be. Dude, I think this could be just as much a business podcast as it is a, you know, this one recovery and, and performance podcast just from talking to you because you have so much experience in there. Um, I, I definitely want to talk a ton about what you guys do at iCryo. I want to talk more about the staff. I want to talk about all that stuff in your journey, but we may have to set up a, a time where we can talk business too, because that is very tough what you're accomplishing and what you're doing that I, I'd imagine is, is very tough to do, especially because you're saying you're the first one, right? You're the first one to, to do all this kind of stuff. There's got to be a certain level of, of, of pride that you, that you have after being able to accomplish all that. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, not to, to my own horn, but it's, uh, there was no blueprint, you know, there was no franchise before that. So I had to kind of run with it. And I, I can't say that corporate hasn't been there because they have, uh, you know, I've bounced ideas off them from day one. Uh, they've been very helpful and I, I'm a very appreciative of all the people there, especially, you know, my, my brother in arms and, and very close friend, Kyle, who's the COO. Um, but, you know, truth be told, uh, me doing the proof of concept is, and, and you know, Kyle will, will, will say this as well, it allowed this company to grow at the rate it has on top of the hard work and, and brain power that corporate has put behind the engine of iCryo. But obviously they had to be able to show other locations, the numbers and the ability to make this a profitable business. So yeah, I, I, I take a lot of pride in it, but I'm not alone. Like I've said, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a work of my determination, my ambition, uh, cryo corporate and, and the great people around me. And again, my team, you know, um, I, I can't say enough about MK. I know, you know, people hear me talk about her all the time. She's been with me for over three years and uh, I couldn't do it without her. She's, uh, she's, she's amazing. Um, and she's best employee I've ever had, hands down. So we, yeah, we kind of, uh, it's a collective effort, but it's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. So, uh, you know, we kind of talked about your your transition from the mortgage mortgage industry right into iCryo. But what was your first introduction to cryotherapy, and um, you know, how did that shift your like approach to recovery in general enough to say, okay, hey, I'm going to leave this job that I've been doing for 12 years, and this is it? Yeah, great question. So I was actually involved in a network marketing company, and I know a lot of people out there they have a negative connotation about network marketing. Um, but network marketing is exactly what the name is. Uh, the problem with network marketing is so many people get involved and they go screaming to their friends and everybody else, oh, you're going to make so much money. Just do this, do this. Is there money there? Absolutely. There's been multi, multi millionaires made in network marketing, but people approach it the wrong way. It's network marketing. 
So you network first, market second, and then the money comes third, right? So if you focus on the money, you, you, you brush people off the wrong way. So long story short, Kyle and I were involved in that company and it was a nutraceutical, uh, you know, uh, health related, uh, all natural network marketing company. And we had, you know, known each other a little bit and I kind of watched uh, I cry out. I'd always been into holistic wellness. I'm not somebody, I don't even take aspirin if I have a headache. I don't, I don't put any pharmaceutical drugs into my body. Um, I, I take a very holistic approach and it's worked very well for me. So I, I did very well with that company, worked up in the ranks. I, I still am involved. I just don't build a team anymore. I, I still get residuals, things like that. So me and Kyle started talking and truth be told, my uh, CFO and one of my partners had, you know, kind of come to me and he went down and tried everything out. And at the time there was something going on and I couldn't go to Texas to try everything out. And they came back and, and, you know, talked about it. And we had a lot of thoughts around it and it kind of fell by the wayside. And then, like I said, back earlier, I just woke up that one day and I'm like, I'm miserable. I got to change it. So I started putting my, my foot on the pedal and started really pushing, you know, getting this thing open, started talking to investors and, you know, going back and forth with Kyle. And like I said, at that time, they weren't even a franchise. They were working through the model. So uh, when I signed the paperwork, New York State wasn't even approved as a franchise. So we were kind of still working through that. And I just, uh, I basically realized that this is where I want to be, um, that it was a very big risk because it is, you know, cold therapy. And at that time, we only had a few services. Since then, we've grown our service base around the crowd therapy. But I was opening in the Northeast, very cold state. Um, so I had no idea how it was going to be perceived. You know, uh, there was nothing like it around within a three, three hour radius. Um, but I said, no matter what, even in, in, at the point when I signed on, I hadn't even gone down and even ever tried cryotherapy. I'd just done all the research about it. And I said, listen, I don't love the cold. I love the benefits. You know, it, it's a very tolerable cold. It's not as bad as most people think. But I said to myself, even if I don't love it, there are going to be people that this helps and it will. So I said, you know what? You don't get the reward without the risk. And I said to myself, this is a huge risk. I'm leaving a 12-year career that I was very successful in. But it was a risk I was worth taking because, again, there is no reward without that risk. Um, so I started to really you know, talk with Kyle, push the pedal, get my partnership based together, talk to investors, found a great investor that's been with me for all my locations. He's based out of Texas, become a, a, a very good friend. And uh, that's basically the history. It's how we got started and how I met Kyle. And then, you know, the rest is history and we're continuing to plug away and, and just grow and grow. For our listeners who've made it this far, but aren't super familiar with what iCryo is because we, you know, we don't have any franchises out here in, in the Cleveland area where, where we're at. Can you describe to us or how you explain to people what actually yeah, iCryo is? Uh, I think there's not one actually too far from you now. Uh, there's one in Cincinnati. I'm talking to somebody in the Columbus area. And uh, so iCryo is a holistic health and wellness center. Our focus when we opened was cryotherapy and then there was applications built around it um cryotherapy is using cold air temperatures to uh trigger the vagus nerve and uh, uh reduce inflammation in the body for those people that don't know how 
detrimental inflammation is. It is a silent killer. Inflammation is linked to every major ailment in the human body. The more inflammation you carry, the less your body can adapt and fight off other viruses. Your immune system is weakened. And how do we get inflammation? Inflammation, number one, a big cause is stress. Who these days is not stressed? Obviously working out, right? When you work out, you're causing inflammation. And unfortunately, 95% of the foods we consume on a daily basis cause inflammation in our body. Uh, there's only a handful of foods on the planet that actually reduce inflammation in the body, but you would have to eat such large quantities that it's just not possible to, for your body to even notice the inflammation markers changing at all and going down. So cryotherapy is an accelerated ice bath with zero pain. By far the most effective way I have ever found, and this is my life, this is what I do, I research every day. Um, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but immune system is my life. I've done so much research on it. Um, I think I can talk with most doctors because unfortunately, our medical system, I feel, is really broken. It's not the doctor's fault. I think they're trained. I think when they go to school, their teaching is, is completely backwards from what it should be. Um, and that's why I take more of a holistic approach and don't really see traditional doctors. Um, not to knock them. You know, again, I don't want anybody on here that's listening to think I'm knocking a doctor because what you go through, the schooling, you know, the level of intelligence, everything. It's just, I think the schools have kind of taught them the wrong practice of medicine, so to speak. I think preventative care is way more uh, effective than sick care. Um, so it, it's, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, go back, I'm sorry, CT, what was the, what was yeah, the yeah, we were just We were just talking about what actually iCryo is. And then you were yeah. diving into okay. yep. kind of the so, science about, you know, inflammation. The inflammation markers, things of like that. So then we also do like IV therapy, which is putting liquid nutrients straight into the bloodstream. What that's going to do is hit your body on a more cellular level. Uh, your body will absorb much more of the nutrients than orally ingesting them. Because on top of that fact, you know, a lot of the nutrients, vitamins and stuff out there are just, it's not regulated, right? So a lot of them are loaded with synthetic ingredients. Your body doesn't recognize them as nutrients. Um, we've added services like photobiomodulation, which is using frequency and uh, infrared and lights to penetrate the skin to do a cellular regeneration. Uh, we do things like compression therapy, which is for blood flow circulation, reduce muscle soreness. Um, we do body toning, body slimming, facial toning. Uh, we have infrared saunas, which are good for cardiovascular health. Uh, people who suffer with asthma or COPD because it ha actually helps bring more oxygen-enriched air to the lungs very different in the way it heats from traditional saunas. It's more of a internal heat from the inside out where a regular sauna is external heat and humidity that's heating the air around you. Um, and I'm trying to think, and then we also added a new service recently, which is a, uh, a dry float bed for, so for anybody who knows what a float tank is using the Epsom salt beds, it's the same exact thing for sensory deprivation, except it's a dry version. So you go in with sweatpants, you just take everything out of your pockets, there's no downtime. You don't have to shower before or shower after. So again, we're a whole uh, uh, full scope, holistic health and wellness center that started with the main service being whole body cryotherapy. There are a couple of rabbit holes there that you and I have gone down, Eric, over, you know, a couple of drinks on the patio out there in Albany that we won't, that we won't totally dive into, but yeah. uh, you know, you talk about the, the, doctors and talk about inflammation and and all the foods that we eat that inflame us and people really i mean most people don't understand how 
much of a negative effect inflammation has on the body. Um, and if, if you get anything from this, it's, it would maybe be, is maybe just being aware of how inflamed that we walk around. I, I talk to my girlfriend about it all the time, but after you eat a big, heavy carb meal, you'll have trouble breathing through your nose. And we just think yeah. it's a, it's a normal thing, but it is inflammation. And I always, I always make a little mental note of it. Like, okay, I can't, you know, I can't do that anymore. I can't eat that much. And I think that's something that as long as people become aware of it, I know we can, we can do a lot more things to, to help us out. So tell us real quick, you, you, you touched on it a little bit. People might think, okay, I don't want to do cryotherapy because I don't like jumping in ice baths. Can you kind of talk us through the difference between the, the two of those? Yeah, and, and I think you you can kind of contest to this because you've done both, right? As an athlete, oh, yeah. you've done ice bath, you've done whole body. So when you take an ice bath, as you know, the first three to five minutes is excruciating pain until you get numb. Some people are sick in the head. Uh, they get in and it's it doesn't affect them. But 95% of the population, they take an ice bath, they're, they're going to yelp for the first few minutes until they're numb. Plus, ice water and cold winter air like you're familiar with in Cleveland, I'm familiar with in New York is wet cold, right? It pierces the skin, makes you feel cold to your core. Where whole body cryo is using uh, dry air, which bounces off the skin so it doesn't penetrate the skin. So you never feel cold to your core. So it's a very, it's, it's cold, don't get me wrong, but it's not excruciating. It's not numbing like an ice bath. It's far more enjoyable. Most ice baths are 15 to 20 minutes. Whole body cryotherapy is a max of three minutes, okay? Um, and it's just, again, it's the, it's an accelerated ice bath with zero pain in the most effective form of, uh, you know, cold therapy that I've found because cold cryotherapy is Greek for cold cryo is Greek for cold. So even an ice bath technically is considered cryotherapy. We just call it an ice bath. Any, any application of cold is a form of cryotherapy. This again, is just the most effective way to hit the full body because also in an ice bath you can't submerge your head, right? So now you know, and you've tried both of our chambers. We used to have the one where your head was out. So that doesn't trigger your vagus nerve, which is the largest of your 12 cranial nerves, which gives you a parasympathetic or sympathetic response in the body once that's triggered. So the whole body cryotherapy, now that we have the chamber that your, your full body is in, head included, it actually triggers that vagus nerve. So it, it, and it's a different experience. Um, so the best way I can, I can explain it is it, it's very tolerable. It's, it's cold. I'm not going to lie to people, but the benefits far outweigh the time spent in the chamber. It's mostly mental. Like, you know, most things are in life. It, 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 it's a head thing. Is it cold? Yeah. But you just, again, you got to train the six inches between the ears and it just becomes easier every time you do it. As we're talking about, you know, the differences between cryotherapy and, and going into when I was um, playing uh, football in college, they had the ice tubs and that was, you know, an everyday thing for me. Um, you know, I was a little older playing and, uh, you know, I didn't say that now and thinking back like, well, I was 23. Shit, I probably felt pretty good. Um, but like it was something I had to do on a daily basis just so I could go out and practice the next day, play at a high level. Um I still got benefit from that. What are the main differences uh, from like a benefit standpoint outside of I'm saving um, time, you know, cause it kind of seems like the cryotherapy is like driving um, the really, really fast car uh, with the souped up engine. And then like 
the ice bath is like the pickup truck. It's still going to get you there. It just might take a little longer. Um, are there additional benefits outside of just that, um, you know, the feeling good aspect of I can go in this cryotherapy chamber for three minutes, or I could sit in an ice bath for 10 to 15 and get similarly uh, beneficial effects on, on my body? It's a great question. Um, you know, I've seen more research on cryo, um, you know, from the endorphin kick to, you know, uh, creating more uh elastin and collagen to have better and tighter skin cells. Um, I, again, ice water kind of penetrates the skin. So I haven't done enough research. So I don't want to sit here and pretend uh, to compare much of the benefits. Um, I know cryo is good because a lot of the times with headaches, right, it's inflammation around the spine. So reducing that inflammation, it, it helps a lot with preventing migraines, things of that nature, autoimmune diseases. We see a lot of people with uh, MS, uh, you know, they have great results from cryotherapy. I don't know many people with MS that have done ice baths, so I can't compare the results from that. Um, so it, it's a tough question because have I taken ice baths? Yes. Have I done a lot of research on all the medical benefits that comes with an ice bath outside you know, when you talk to or hear from like a Tony Robbins or you see Mark Wahlberg or some of these people doing it, they'll go much more in depth with the benefits from cryo where when you take an ice bath, it's really the only things you ever hear from people taking an ice bath is being able to get back on the field a little bit quicker, right? Taking care of that pain and the inflammation. Now, to what level there are studies out there that show that cryotherapy is actually more effective on reducing inflammation quicker um, now why that is, you know, I can't really state because again, I haven't done a ton of research just because it's not in my wheelhouse and I don't recommend, and I wouldn't take another ice bath myself. So I try not to focus much of my time and energy on that. So I apologize for not probably having a better answer for you on that other than it's just a quicker, more effective, less painful way to go about it. And I think in this day and age, everybody's instant gratification, right? People are on the go constantly. So having quick modalities that provide a quick benefit, I think is, is the number one selling point of why, you know, outside of obviously the medical benefits, why whole body cryotherapy is, is, is better than an ice bath. Yeah. And I think from my individual experience too, from a guy who's done a, t a ton of both is, cryotherapy is repeatable, right? You're, you're, if you're able to stack one or two or three or four sessions in a row, you're able to get insane benefits and, and just even past the recovery. We're talking sleep. We're talking mood. We're talking um, skin. I, when we were able to do it three, four, five times in a row, I felt leaner. You know, there were things that, that I would get benefits from the cryotherapy because I was able to repeat it. I think the big thing with ice baths is, if I'm going to take an ice bath here at home, right, I've got to go down the street to Speedway, I got to get 20 pounds worth of ice, I got to fill up a trash can, I got to jump into it, I got, it takes a lot more time. And asking somebody like, you know, my mother to do that would be tough to do, but asking her to go sit in a cryo chamber for three minutes would be much easier. So I think, you know, for the 99% of us who are working through and trying to figure out how to reduce inflammation, I, I, I would suggest all of those people try cryotherapy, there's going to be that 1%, right? The people, the, the Wim Hofs, the, the Brian Peters, who we've, we've had on the podcast, some of these guys who just love the experience of going in the cold water. And that's, and that's 
awesome for them. But I think not being able, most of us, you know, regular humans, not being able to repeat it is, is a big problem with the ice bath as a, as compared to the cryotherapy. If, if Eric, that, that makes sense to you. No, that, those are all great points. And, and basically many of the benefits of the cryotherapy is, is the uh, increased metabolism. Those things that you just alluded to that I don't know confidently whether those same effects happen from doing an ice bath. It's been years and years since I've done an ice bath. Um, you know, so yeah, no, those are all great points. And, and, you know, the one that you said, you have to go down and get ice, you have to do all that. So there's a whole process to it where with cryotherapy, you can literally walk into a center and go in a dressing room, change, get in the cryo chamber, change, and you can literally be back in your car in five to six minutes, you know? So it, it, it's just, it fits into a lot more people's lifestyles today. Right. And then that, that, again, that factor of no pain, I think is, is, is huge. I've heard you make the, make the analogy too, that there's a, in one of your facilities, there's a Starbucks next to it. You said, you'll see people sit in the Starbucks waiting line to get a coffee for longer than it takes for somebody to go in, freeze, get out and, and get on their way, which I think is just a, oh, yeah. a yeah, fascinating connection to make. And spend, and spend just as much, if not more on a, on a cup of coffee than they could, uh, you know, reduce all that inflammation right. in the body where that coffee is adding inflammation. How about that? Um, let's, let's switch to the, to saunas. Um, I know James is a big sauna fan. He actually has one in his, in his house. When I was living with him, we would, we would sauna very often. Um, and so when I came to New York and we met, I was pretty comfortable with the sauna. It's another thing that some of these guys like Joe Rogan, Andrew Huberman are making super popular again, people, you know, actually getting, getting the heat exposure, getting the sauna. You had mentioned your, your saunas are a little different than the, than the, the hot saunas, right? So what are some of the benefits that people can get from pretty consistent sauna exposure, especially the type of sauna that you guys, you guys provide? Yeah, so the infrared sauna is sending, it's using far near and uh, medium infrared waves. And what it's doing is it's, it's actually heating your body from the core out. So it's sending vibrations down to your adipose tissue. And that, what that's gonna do is it's gonna help you secrete toxins like heavy metals from your inner lining, which you will not get with a traditional sauna. You'll secrete seven times more toxins in an infrared sauna than you will your traditional sauna, which is why pretty much all med spas and a lot of gyms are now going to the infrared sauna. Not to knock a regular sauna, but you've been in them, right? It's external heat and humidity, kind of like our summers and it's, it's, it's heating the air around you. So you sweat, you detox to a certain level, but not to a level that most people think. And most people don't sit in a regular sauna for more than 15 to 20 minutes, right? We're, an infrared sauna, we have people that it's a half hour session and we try to get them out in a half hour and they want to be in there 45, 60 minutes, right? So it's heating your body from the core out, but it's also doing things like bring, it's helping bring more oxygen rich air to your lungs. So people who suffer with asthma or COPD, they won't because of the humidity in a regular sauna, they won't last 60 seconds because it's almost suffocating to them. Where in an infrared sauna, they can sit in there for 60 minutes because it's actually going to help with their breathing condition. So it's just a very different way of, of heating. And then there's also lights above chromotherapy. Our body reacts to light, like as you know, the sun, right? We see the sun, it looks yellow, but the sun emits more lights than just the yellow that we see, right? The only thing that's harmful is the UV rays, but the vitamin D, vitamin D is vitally important to our bodies, right? So our bodies react to light in a very natural way and it's called chromotherapy. So there's different lights above in infrared saunas 
that react to the body in a different way. And there's different settings that you can set. So it's just far more in depth in how it heats the body and what it does from uh, a detoxification oxygen, oxygen, oxygen standpoint than a traditional sauna. Now with the, you know, with my, my infrared sauna, I've had it, uh, I would say like four years now, and it's definitely one Mm -hmm. of the best impulse buys that I've, I've done. And, um, I, I use it weekly. Um, it's definitely a big part of my routine. Uh, but I also go to another gym that has a a sauna and I do notice the difference, um, in, in how I feel getting out of, of both saunas. Um, I feel good either way. Um, you know, I think the advantages of the, uh, you know, sauna at the gym, that's the, you know, um, external heat is like, you do start sweating right away. Um, and in the infrared sauna that I have in my house, like I have to kind of make sure I'm planning ahead to turn it on a half hour ahead of time. And then from there, I can go in anywhere from, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. It's comfortable enough. You can bring a book in there or you can just listen to music. Um, and, and why I asked the question about what's the difference between cryotherapy and cold tub is, um, you know, I've always been interested in contrast training, the times that I've been able to do it. Um, it, I just, it's, it's the best I've ever felt if I can go, and I know you're not a coffee guy, but if I can go from hot to cold and then drink a cup of coffee, um, I just never have felt better, more energized, more clear, um, is that something that you see a lot of people taking advantage of? Is that contrast training? And do they go cold to hot? Do they go hot to cold? What are some things yeah, that you've so seen or that question. you recommend? It's, it's, it's basically shocking the body, right? So going hot to cold is, is, is very good to, to kind of trick the body. Um, with our old cryo chamber where your head was out, uh, I used to treat it based on the time of the year, right? So I in the winter, I would do the cold. Then I would do the warm because I'm going back outside to the cold. And in the summer, I would do the warm, then the cold, because I'm going back out in 90 degree weather. But now that you're fully enclosed, the only, the, the real problem is, especially with like females, like you wouldn't have an issue because you don't have hair on your head, right? So it's like, the problem is, is you have sweat. If you have saturation and dripping sweat on your body, obviously you can burn yourself because you're going into extreme cold. So now with being a whole body, you can't really do the hot before the cold because of that risk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you're, you're absolutely right in, in the sense of tricking the body and, and doing both. So yes, we have a lot of people who go through the circuit, which is, you know, uh, the whole body, the compression, which we call the freeze and squeeze. And then the infrared sauna, which used to be in our old pass structure, but now our new passes allow you to do pretty much all of our services. It's credit based, but yes, tr- traditionally, People do uh, the hot and the cold. Some people just don't like saunas, so they skip it all together. Some people don't like the, the, the cold, so they only do saunas and, and you know, warm-related services. So we give them the ability to kind of customize their wellness journey how they want. We always try to educate people and push them into at least try certain things before they just discount it. But, you know, uh, people are going to be people. And I think the problem that we're seeing today with, like, the Instagrams and everything is people are all about instant gratification and tangible results, right? What I mean by that is what they can see in the mirror. People don't think about, oh, I look good in the mirror, but I might not have slept. My energy levels are low. I'm always stressed out. Well, that's not because necessarily your job or your friends, which has a lot to do with it. It's what's going on internally. It's your circadian rhythm. It's how, like sleep, people don't realize this. Sleep is the most important thing 
that our bodies can do from not only a wellness standpoint, but weight loss, right? Because when you go into REM sleep, people go to sleep, right? And they sleep through the night. But if you wake up tired the next morning, you did not get into REM sleep. You did not get a solid night's sleep. And I mean, the stats are probably even higher since the pandemic. But before the pandemic, I had seen stats all over the place where it's about 75% of Americans don't get a proper night's sleep. And that's vitally important to overall wealth. It changes your appetite. It changes your mood. It changes your energy levels. Um, so sleep is, is crucial. And a lot of our services put the body into this restorative state that allows them to then at the end of the night, get some of the stress receptors reduced out of the way. So you can get into that deep REM sleep, which again is extremely important. But you know, people, again, they're more focused on what they look like in a mirror and not what's going on internally in their body. And they figure if they look good in a bathing suit, they look good in that dress or those jeans that they're healthy. And there's, there's a lot of fat, skinny people. And what I mean by that is they look healthy on the outside, but on the inside, their body's screaming, I'm unhealthy. Yeah, man. Sleep. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, golly, I could talk ton, ton, ton more about sleep because I'm, I'm totally right there with you. That was a huge thing very early on with crowd therapy that I recognized is that I would get home. And especially if it was kind of a, an earlier evening, um, freeze session that I would have, I would get home and I would knock right out and I would wake up and I would feel incredible. And that was a, a big thing. We, we had talked about benefits and, you know, writing on the board, Hey, how do we feel from this? That was, that was a huge thing that stuck out to me. Um, and sleep is very tough for people. Cause it's, because it's so subjective. It's, it's such a tough thing for people to really rate, you know, if they wake up in the morning, it's like, yeah, I feel fine. Right. And it, it should be a little better than that. Like we all know when we get out of bed and we just pop out of bed and we get going to what, wherever, what, whatever we need to do, we can recognize that we slept better that last night than we have in the past. So I think that's a, that's a good thing to make a note about when it comes to cryotherapy, even if you are afraid of it being cold or, you know, the, the price or whatever, whatever it is, the issue that's stopping you from doing it. I think it is so important if it's just for sleep, if you, if you look just at that benefit. So that's a great point. Um, yeah. You, you had transitioned Eric talking about the freeze and squeeze. And I saw James laugh. I, I forgot how, how much I enjoyed um, that, uh, you know, rhyme scheme there. Tell us about the compression therapy that, that you guys do and, and the benefits of that. Yeah. So compression is not hot or cold. Um, many people have seen them on athletes, their sleeves. We have leg sleeves that go up the entire leg and stop at about the groin area. We have hip sleeves that hit your lower back, your IT bands, your hands, your quads, and then arm sleeves hit front of the shoulder, back of the shoulder, entire arm. And what it is, is it's, again, it's not hot or cold. It's just compression. What it does, it mimics muscle contraction, increases blood flow and circulation to break up things like lactic acid, which is going to help reduce muscle soreness and speed up recovery time. So it's just a very relaxing modality. You sit back in a recliner. It's a 30-minute session. You throw these sleeves on. Uh, we have chambers now that you can actually customize. There's four chambers in each sleeve, and you can customize the pressure in each chamber. So if you have areas that are a little bit more sore, you can focus a little bit more pressure. If you have like weaker ankles or don't like pressure around the foot, you can customize each chamber to have different levels of pressure, which you know is is very good for the guests. Um, and like I said, it's it's one of our probably not as utilized services and the reason being is not because it's not effective it's just now it's become 
kind of more mainstream to where you can buy them in stores. And a lot of people have started buying them for their homes. So we see them being used a little bit less in the centers, but still uh, a very utilized service, very effective service, something that I love to do, you know, at night, I'll bring some sleeves home. If I, you know, was at the gym or played soccer and I've just had a long day of being on my feet, my legs are just sore. It's just a nice way to just kind of kick back at the end of the night relax and it, it feels like a light massage on the area that you have the sleeves on so yeah and how many people can stay awake for that entire 30 minutes when they're getting the getting the squeeze done a lot of people i mean there's most a lot of people do knock out they take a nice little nap <laughs> and i think they enjoy that i think it's one of the more enjoyable things of the compression but most people they'll sit in there and as you know you you met a lot of people in the centers right you talk you you, you check up you have some good you have some good conversations um you know we have some great stories of uh you know compression we've had business relationships come out of that uh you know you said you listened to my podcast with Britt a lot of people don't know this but Joe and, and Britt's first date was at iCryo in compression and uh you know look at them they have a kid and they're married and you know so we've had other relationships grow and dates happen at iCryo so it's just a great place and type of service to just kick back in a recliner and relax and just either talk to the friend you brought or the, the stranger next to you and just have a conversation. We have a TV there. So if you just want to zone out and watch some TV, you want to play on your phone, it's just, you know, it's, it's a place where people can talk or just relax and be in their own element. I'm sure you were intentional when creating kind of the blueprint of the facility to put people next to each other for an extended amount of time in a comfortable setting to be able to make good relationships. I mean, you had to do that on, on purpose, right? Because like you'd mentioned, I had a plenty of incredible conversations with human beings that I wouldn't have met in any other setting if it weren't, weren't for iCryo. So was that intentional to put the people next to each other? Um, you know, within, in a comfortable setting like that? I, I would say, I mean, there's no other way to set it up. I would love to take credit for that, but the design and how everything was set up was was done by Kyle and corporate. Um, but I, I would assume that some of the intention was there to have a system and yeah, hopefully, you know, guests interact with one another, relationships grow. Uh, they get to talk about their experiences with one another because here's the thing, you might be sitting next to somebody in compression and they've been apprehensive about doing whole body cryotherapy, but now there's a middle-aged woman that resembles some, something like them that is raving about the benefits and how she likes it. Now that person that's in compression that's never done it might be like, all right, you know, now I got to try this. This woman who's similar to me, I was under the impression that only CT type people, you know, football players and athletes benefited from cryotherapy, even though we do our best to educate them with the tour. As you know, we do a full detailed tour when they walk in. But sometimes it, it's, it's hearing from somebody like you that has similarities, same type of job, same type of, of lifestyle that will get somebody to be like, you know what, get over that pump to finally try it out, right? So yeah, I, I can't answer that because I didn't design how you know the layout of everything was. Um, that's more of a corporate thing, but I would have to say that that was uh, you know, part of their, their thought process. I've never asked that question, but yeah, I, I would assume that's part of it. Yeah. It reminds me of a, a, a point in a, in a book I was reading. And unfortunately I can't, the book doesn't come to mind. Um, I need to do some of my cold therapy to wake my brain up, but where they had basically taken people who usually would never cross paths 
and they moved the facility around to where they had to have conversations with each other, whether it would be they changed where they ate lunch or they changed where they went to the bathroom. And then they ended up having a ton of benefits in the company for that uh, because they just put people where they would see other people. And I think that's something that iCryo has done really well um, and something that we try to do in our, you know, when you come into our facility, we've got couches that are facing each other and chairs that are next to each other. So we're kind of hoping for the, hoping for the same thing because good conversation comes from that a lot. Let's talk uh, PBM, something that I'm super passionate about now. I've actually, I, I grabbed one of my, I've got my uh, kind of to-go red light therapy unit here. I've got the, my one hanging on the door and I love it. I know you guys just added it. What you have is something I've never seen before where it's basically a, an entire, what looks like tanning bed, right? Where people yeah. lay in and, and get, um, get red light therapy from. Can you talk us through, through that a little bit? Yeah, so it's the Theralite 360. Uh, it's the most advanced uh, PBM bed on the market right now as they have uh, multiple settings that they've done many clinical tests on. Uh, so each setting has uh, different benefits, like there's a stress and mood enhancer, there's one for sleep, there's one for pain, there's one for deep tissue, there's one for anti-aging. They have different frequencies and different levels that the lights go down to. And what PBM is doing is Think of your body like a cell phone, right? A computer. You use it all day. The battery gets low. Your systems, everything starts to run slower. And then your phone dies, right? You need to charge it, right? Give it more life. Same thing with our bodies. Our cells, as we go through the day, they start to get tired. They start not to fire on all cylinders. So PBM is basically recharging your cells just like a, a, a charger recharges a battery. And what it's doing is the main purpose is reducing oxidative stress in your body and oxidative stress with inflammation. Oxidative stress is actually why we age. Oxidative stress is linked to everything from Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, everything else, every major ailment in the body. So it's, it, it's increasing cellular metabolism while reducing oxidative stress in the body, which is vitally important. It's a 12 minute session. It's very relaxing. It's, it's warm, but you're not necessarily going to sweat unless you go in, you know, there's been 10 sessions ran in front of you and the bed's warmer, you might sweat a little bit in a, in, in a couple areas. But that's essentially what it's doing is it's, it's regenerating all the cells in your body. So you're healthier every time you get out than when you got into PBM. It's the most clinically studied service, I would say we have now in our in our uh, centers. And it is hands down my favorite service that we now offer. I do it every day. I try to do whole body every day as well, but if I have to choose between the two of them now, because uh, of a time crunch or whatever, uh, I choose the PBM. It will reduce inflammation, not to the level that whole body cryo does, but what it's doing from an anti-aging and cellular regeneration, cellular recharge standpoint, I think it's just a little bit more effective for the overall body and well-being than whole body cryo. Yeah, you know, what's super interesting about red light therapy too is depending on the time of day you do it, it benefits your cells to basically receive what you're trying to get out of it. So if it's in the, if it's in the morning, it will help wake you up. If it's at night, it will help you fall asleep, which is so interesting again. And there's a ton of, ton of research that kind of talks about that stuff. And as far as the anti-aging and anti-inflammatory benefits too, I mean, it's just, just incredible. So it's like, why would you go anywhere else than 
I cry to get all of these things all, all at the same time. And, and I want to talk here eventually about what kind of the perfect I cryo cryotherapy cocktail looks like to you, but I still want to touch on a couple of the, um, couple of the, the other things that you have, um, in the, in your facilities. So IVs and NA, uh, excuse me, vitamin IVs. And then also you have the NAD. NAD IVs. Yeah. Can you yeah. talk about those a little bit? And then I, and then I think we may have hit on most of what we have besides kind of the spot treatment stuff. Yeah, and the spot treatment we can go over, but that's pretty basic stuff. So yeah, IV therapy is administered by nurses. We actually just went to a full medical model. So we have some exciting things coming out. We're actually, uh, we have 10 swabs in testing right now. We're going to be launching our own DNA testing, which is going to be focusing more on inflammation, oxidative stress, and the things that our services wow. benefit. So we can make proper recommendations on how often you should be doing whole body cryotherapy based on inflammation markers, PBM. Uh, what type of nutraceutical bags you should be doing because of your depleted nutrients in your body. Um, so it's, uh, it's what I alluded to earlier is IV therapy is a more effective way of putting nutrients into the body because it's going straight into the bloodstream. So again, it's going to hit you on that cellular level. Um, it's going to help, uh, you know, uh, with nutrient absorption. Your body's going to uh, recognize the nutrients in your body far longer than if you orally ingest things. Um, we also do vitamin shots for, you know, some people are just afraid of needles, you know, and you're never going to, some people won't get over that phobia. Uh, so we have different nutraceutical bags, which again, are just to put uh, vitamins and minerals into the body that you might be depleted of. And then NAD is actually a molecule that our bodies naturally produce. We typically stop producing NAD between the ages of 25 and 30. Uh, as we went to college, you know, if you consume alcohol in your early 20s, it will actually deplete NAD out of the body faster. So when NAD really came as a IV, uh, you know, solution, it was for people who had severe alcohol addiction or opioid addiction, right? So it came to the forefront for a medical purpose, and then they realized how many mainstream benefits it had. So then it started to become kind of just a preventative care method for a lot of people, right? But originally, NAD was only used in medical purposes, again, for alcoholism and opioid addicts, because alcohol is the only drug that you can die from the physical withdrawal of, because your system, your liver will shut down. Uh, and that's, you know, and that could be very bad, where other drugs, you could die of overdose, but you will have a very bad withdrawal but there's not another drug out there that you can die from the physical withdrawal of outside of alcohol. So NAD is basically just putting that back into your body. So it hits us on a mitochondrial level, which is the powerhouse of every cell, right? The mitochondria, every cell has mitochondria. So it's going to help, help wake up dormant cells. It's great for anti-aging, a lot of autoimmune. So we can't make medical claims. But I've seen a lot of people with autoimmune diseases, people with MS and things like that, have tremendous results from doing NAD therapy. So again, it's just, it's replenishing a natural molecule that our bodies stop producing after we reach a certain age. And it's why we actually go into oxidative stress when we stop producing that NAD. It's when our bodies really start going into oxidative stress. And that's why you typically will see people when they start to get in their 30s, that's when you'll start to see wrinkles and things like that happen. Gray hairs where you don't normally see that in the 20s 
because they're producing NAD at a very high level and their oxidative stress is less. How often would you do, would you suggest a, an NAD drip on, on kind of that, that thought of what you're talking about now? It's not a one-size-fits-all mentality. So the best way to do uh, NAD, especially if you're you know, well beyond your, that 30 age, is a load-up phase. So a load-up phase is going to be either four to five days in a row or seven weeks in a row. And then your maintenance bags, we have people that do it monthly, quarterly, once a year. It really, it's like, okay, you guys love coffee, right? You drink coffee for the energy. You drink another cup of coffee for the energy. So I, I, I kind of relate it to the coffee drinkers that when you see your energy levels start to go down, that means your NAD levels are starting to go down. So get back in for that maintenance bag. So uh, we've had a lot of people also with NAD say that they, they feel they need less coffee, right? There's some people who love the taste of coffee and there's some people who drink coffee because it's that stimulant. It's, it's the energy, but here's a funny, uh, a fun fact for you. And I don't think most people know this. Coffee does not actually give you energy. It's the biggest misconception. It blocks receptors to the brain to allow your brain to tell your body that you're tired. And I don't think a lot of coffee drinkers actually mm -hmm. know that. And you can research that. You can look it up. It does not in any way, shape, or form give the body energy. It blocks a receptor to the brain to allow the brain to tell the body that you're tired. Yeah, I love that you you know that. And that is a great point. First of all, don't tell us how we can drink our coffee and how we can't. <laughs> because, okay, so first off. Don't tell us why we drink our coffee. Um, but yes, we, we did a, we did a, a video clip, what we call espresso, um, espresso shots. And, and I talked about that same thing. And it, and it's interesting because adenosine and caffeine use the same, use the same receptors and adenosine builds up in the brain. The more adenosine that it is in the receptors, the more fatigued we get. That's why we have, we have, you know, those kind of early crashes, those mid afternoon caffeine crashes because all the adenosine rushes back in after the caffeine's worn off and then we have to have more caffeine. Um, and you know, that's kind of a cycle that a lot of us are stuck in. And, and like you mentioned, don't even really think about it. Um, so if there are things like cold therapy, red light therapy, um, NAD drips that can help us with that, I think that's a super beneficial thing for people to, to understand if they take advantage of it or not, you know, no big deal, but just to have the information out there, I think is important. So I want to know, we touched on a little bit earlier, from the guy who spends not as much now I'd imagine, but when we met, you were spending all day in a, in a cryotherapy location at, at iCryo in a perfect world, what would the perfect cocktail look like for somebody like you? And then we'll kind of level it depending on where the individual is at. But if you could take advantage of, all of the services during the day or just half of the services during the day, what would a perfect day look like for you when it comes to taking advantages, uh, advantage of the services in regards to the benefits that you receive? Um, meaning which ones would I definitely do or I'm, I'm trying to, so in the time that I have, or what do I try to do the most religiously? Yeah. So, so let's just say in a perfect world, you got all the time that you could want at iCryo. What I would, would do the full circuit? Yeah. What, so what would that look like? What would the time constraint look like? Um, what would you do? And then we'll kind of work it back to where, okay, you only have three days available. You only have one day available. What it, what it looks like, but let's just say for you, 
who's in there all the time, who has access to everything, what would be the perfect, perfect uh, service for you to hit? Well, I would start with the PBM because of the cellular regeneration. It's, uh, it's, it's actually going to increase the efficacy of all the other services because your cells are going to uh, uh, react to those a lot better once they're up and in, in firing on all cylinders. So I would start with the PBM. I would follow up with some whole body cryotherapy and then probably go into either compression or infrared sauna. Because again, I think all of them have extreme be benefits and they work in conjunction with one another. Um, and then I would probably end with an IV drip and not necessarily for the energy because the other services and I have natural energy, I would do it more because I don't always get to eat four or five meals, you know, healthy every day. I, I try to, you know, I have breakfast every morning. I try to eat as clean as possible, but let's be honest, I'm on the go. I do eat, you know, some crap. I do have a sweet tooth from time to time. So everything in moderation. Um, but that would be kind of my system and how I would go about it. Now, obviously, with owning the businesses and, and having everything going on in my life, I don't have every day that I can do that. So I really try to focus the most on PBM and whole body cryo is probably the two that I do uh, most consistently because, again, you're in and out. You're done in 15 minutes. 20 minutes to change and do everything, get back into your car for those two services. How about the people who your your pass holders? So the so the individuals who come in more often, more consistently, what seems to be the reason that they that they keep coming back um, outside of the opportunity to talk to your incredible staff as far as the services go? If somebody's just to come in two or three times a week, what where could they get the most benefits? And from doing um, what? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the PBM and whole body. Those are the two mm -hmm. most beneficial services we offer. Well, and then IV therapy, but you have a lot more people that I think are afraid of needles than you do that are afraid of the cold or obviously laying in a PBM bed. Um, I would say our most utilized service now since we've added it is, is definitely PBM. And then second awesome. would be the whole body cryotherapy. Awesome. Oh, when and, we look down numbers week to week, we have more bookings for PBM than any other service right now. Oh, that's excellent. If somebody just comes in and wants to try it out, either iCryo or, or a crowd therapy facility that's that's close to us out here, what do you suggest they they try? Would it be the would it be the just the tank in and out and see how they feel? Well, it, I mean, we each guest is going to be different. It depends on their time and really what we go through with the tour, we find out why they're there and what they're dealing with. So the recommendation for everybody is going to be slightly different based on their ailments or what they're going through uh, from a pain standpoint, you know? So if it's something where they're in extreme pain and their doctor's recommended, they have, you know, thyroid issues or real severe inflammation issues, then yeah, the whole body cryotherapy is going to be the most effective for inflammation. If they have an autoimmune disease, things like that, um, then the PBM is probably going to be a little bit more effective because again, that oxidative stress is linked to a lot of those autoimmune diseases, um, but also the whole body cryo. So it, it's a very, very tough question to answer because everybody's going to be different. And I think they're so close in benefits 
that it really comes down to the comfort level of the guest. Are they comfortable with the cold? Do they need to ease their way into that? A lot of the times we'll see people start with like a nitrogen facial or a spot treatment just to see the cold and it takes them a few weeks. They got to see several different types of people do whole body so they don't just see all athletes doing it, right? So they can see themselves in the chamber um, and they kind of ease their way into it. And the question comes from the place where James and I hear all the time from, from our athletes who are training the most often or how about our kind of most elite athletes who are getting ready for the pro day, right? And they'll say, hey, the pro day tomorrow, have you guys ever tried cryotherapy? You guys ever tried compression therapy? Is that something that, that I should try? And I always, I mean, talk a ton about the, the benefits that I was able to receive from doing cryotherapy. So I guess my question was coming from their perspective, right? As an athlete who just wants to get the most out of their recovery and want to drop in for a session before a big game, before a big exhibition, before, you know, whatever that looks like, um, do you suggest that people go in there and jump in a jump in the cryo chamber for three minutes and they'll feel great after that? Or, or are there, are there other things that you would stack with that? And that's kind of where the, where the question is coming from. Yeah. So cryo is, it, it is, you are going to feel some constriction because of the cold. So I wouldn't recommend doing cryo right before you step on a field to play a game, you know, a couple hours before is good, but you're obviously always going to be more in, inflamed after your workout or after a game. So I would recommend always doing it after than before, um, unless you really need that energy burst or uh, need to loosen up a little bit because you're extremely tight. Um, but yeah, I would always recommend after a workout or after a game than before a workout or a game. You're going you're gonna to see more benefits after because of the, the increased inflammation from that workout. Awesome. That's a great point. I always um, find it funny that, uh, you know, we know that like working out, training, practicing is an intended, right, inflammation response that we get from the body. Eating food, there is usually an unintended inflammation response, right, from eating. But for some reason, mm -hmm. it's like, don't miss that 30 minute window after you're done training when you're already at a heightened state of inflammation to shove food down your mouth so that you get into an increased state of inflammation beyond that food you better not with that miss that window um i always thought that was funny and felt better if i pushed that meal off after training but maybe replacing that meal with something to kind of bring down that inflammation like cryotherapy uh, might be a little bit more beneficial than than eating a cheeseburger right after you train or play yeah yeah good good point um you have to so needles right an issue for some people cold an issue for some people why is everybody not doing cryotherapy what's some of the resistance you get what's some of the pushback you get i mean the one thing is is we'll have like you know trolls you know get on our, our facebook and be like this is a scam you could just stand outside <laughs> naked for for 30 or you know whatever um a lot of people, the misconception is that it's only for athletes or people that are in the gym. Because again, I don't think a vast majority of our population here, and we're always behind the curve when it comes to holistic wellness stuff in, in, in the United States and specifically in the Northeast, right? You know, California is always ahead of us in that regard. Like they've had cryotherapy since like 2007, where you're now just seeing it starting to pop up a lot of, a lot on the East coast. 
But I think, you know, the big misconception is that people think that it's only for athletes and people don't understand how many different things in our life and our lifestyles cause inflammation in the body and how bad our American diet and the food really is for us, right? It's just, it's insane what our, you know, FDAs and things like that approve for us, especially children, to put in their body. It's, 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 it's disgusting. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And if you just look at basically the, the marketing that is on all these boxes and, you know, all these, all these prepackaged foods and it says heart healthy and it says, you know, all, all these things for kids, nine out of 10 doctors. I mean, it's, it would be hard being uninformed and then trying to, to make these decisions to what you're, what you're going to give, uh, you know, what you're going to give your, your children. It's got to be a tough time to, to time to be a parent with all this, all the kind of poor marketing going on. Absolutely. How about some, um, some client wins? We had mentioned there, there, we, there's a people close to Eric and I and the Albany empire family and people in the capital region know that there was a, a big win, right? Like you had mentioned there, there were two individuals that we know and love who met doing compression therapy and met at an eye cryo and fell in love and had children and, and got married. But as far as the benefits go, what are some of the client wins that you've seen? But just maybe to get people to push them kind of to the next level. If it's ah, even after this conversation, I'm not sure I want to try cryotherapy. What are the, some of the things that you've seen happen that you can kind of help guide them to say, yeah, this is absolutely something I should try. Two stories that really stick out to me is we have uh, this wonderful woman, Lily, uh, who comes in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I would say she's in her late 60s, early 70s. Uh, loves to talk with us. Every time I'm in there, we get great conversations. Absolute sweetheart. Um, and I noticed it when, obviously, the pandemic happened. We shut down. And, you know, I didn't notice it as much as other people because, obviously, I had a key and I could have somebody come over. So I could go in my center anytime and do cryo whenever I wanted. But we had, when we reopened, we had so many people that didn't realize because they were doing it often until they didn't have it, how much it was actually benefiting them. So two stories that really stick out to me. One was a woman, Lily, who has rheumatoid, severe rheumatoid arthritis, and she had gotten off a lot of her medications or cut a lot of them way down when she was going every day. And then while we were closed, she, she said she was miserable because she had to go back on high levels of the medications because she was just having bad reactions. And she was so, I remember to this day, like when we reopened, how thankful and happy she was that she was able to come back because it helped manage and really, you know, get, cause she's another person, like she doesn't want to take pharmaceutical drugs. And I don't know what she goes through because I've never had rheumatoid arthritis and you can never know what somebody's condition is because everybody, one person's rheumatoid arthritis might be manageable. Somebody might wake up in excruciating pain every day, right? So everybody's going to be different. But I just remember giving her, you know, giving her a hug and saying hello after I hadn't seen her for two months and her just telling us how happy she was to be back and, and what cryo meant to her and what she had to do in those two months that she didn't have access to that. So that's one story. And then we have another woman who got COVID really bad and she had the long, long-term COVID, which some people have had. And when she came into us, she was a teacher, but she came in in a wheelchair. Um, and she was a little apprehensive. And within uh, two days of doing cryo, 
she was not no longer in a wheel and people are going to think like no way this is crazy this is as true as it gets two days later she's walking in with a cane after one week she dropped the cane she was coming in religiously with her husband who was you know a saint was helping her through all this and uh you know, since then, I can't even tell you how many people she's referred to come in. She did a great, powerful testimonial for us. It's on, you know, it's on our Instagram and, and I think on our websites. Um, and she saw absolutely amazing results from the post-COVID because, again, that's an upper respiratory infection, right? It does a lot of damage to your lungs. And the infrared sauna is bringing more oxygen-rich air to your lungs. So she was doing the combination of the whole body cryotherapy the compression therapy and the infrared sauna. And like I said, came in in a wheelchair two days later, and she had been in a wheelchair for about a month, month and a half. Two days later, she was able to stand up, do a lot more stuff, came in in a cane. Within one week, was walking in with her husband on her own, no cane, no wheelchair, no nothing. Um, so those are probably two stories that stick out the most. We've had some people that had a tremendous results with their MS and uh, you know, and then the number one benefit we continue to hear, which is is makes me happy, is how many people uh, comment on how well they sleep, like you said, mm. how well they sleep after doing cryotherapy. And I notice it like I don't sleep bad. You know, I have a lot of things going on. So there's nights where my brain doesn't shut off and it's not because of anything other than I'm still thinking that I don't you know, go to bed as early as I would like to or sleep as solid as I would like to. But Every single time I do cryotherapy, I could have a lot on my mind. I, I just, I get a, a great night's sleep. And I think that one factor, that one benefit is the reason why everybody should at least try it for a week, two weeks, a month, and then make up their own, you know, determination about what it's doing for them. But I think if we as a whole slept a lot better you would see more product productivity in, in work, right? Work settings because oh, yeah. your energy levels. You'd see better appetites, which would allow you to eat more meals and eat healthier, which is the thing. Like a lot of people eat one meal a day. That's not helping you lose weight. Yeah, it's 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 throwing off your calorie intake, but your muscle has or your stomach has memory. The best way to to lose weight, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a nutritionist, but is to have consistent meals every three hours, whether they be smaller, larger, whatever the case may be. But, and I know you were a big fan of fasting. You were doing, and are you still doing the fasting? You, you still fast a lot? Yeah, still doing it. I, the only point I would make, you know, to that is the people who are eating one meal unintentionally are having very poor um, return on investment. But the people who do it intentionally, you know, designed around a fast and then, and then like you had mentioned, calories are similar in that one meal than it would be during the day, there, there are benefits, but, but yes, yeah. I mean, as I long think, as you're eating intentionally, I think is, yeah, is the big, because I mean, they'll say like, Oh, I'm only eating one meal a day. How am I gaining weight? But like, you might be snacking throughout the day. You might be eat, having two Pepsis and a Mountain Dew. Like yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a difference between like intentionally eating one meal yeah. a day that you've probably cooked yourself. You've cooked it with some love and care. And, and you planned on doing that. And throughout the day, you've probably had some electrolytes and had some hydration. Um, and like that is the intention that CT is talking about. And that's when you get some of the hormonal benefits of, of doing some of the fasting. And again, I'm not a nutritionist, but 
it's been a part of my routine and, and practice that, you know, pretty much as long as I've known CT, we've been consistently incorporating that throughout our mm-hmm. weeks. Um, yeah. But at the same time, if you're doing it intentionally where you're spacing out your meals three hours a day, that is your tension. You're probably not eating shit food at that point either. Right. Um, exactly. So I, I think it, it matters more like what you intend to do and then you follow through with your intentions than it does whether you enjoy fasting or whether you enjoy um, spacing out your meals appropriately. I, I don't yeah, think there's that's a, that's a better there, way to yeah. put it. I was more intending to those people who eat that one meal to think that they're going to be in better shape, better health and lose weight as opposed to the people who do it intentionally. And I, I believe in fasting. I do it from time yeah. to time. And CT is kind of the one that got my mind thinking about it. And uh, sometimes I do it intentionally. And sometimes I do it because I wake up in the morning and it's like from the second I wake up and I don't even think to eat, you know, I'm just, I'm just go, go, go. Um, but either which way I do notice some increase in energy and, and, you know, uh, cognitive when I, when I don't, you know, just continuously eat and eat late, you know, snack late and eat late. So yeah, the intentional part is, is, is thanks for correcting me. That's, that's a better way to put it. Yeah. And that's, you know, the, the other great point to that too, is you, you become metabolically flexible too, with, with, a certain level of fasting. So then we're burning fat. That's where you get the brain benefits from um, yep. is that you're actually burning a better source of fuel than, than sugar. Um, but again, the people who are saying I'm only eating one meal a day and not losing weight, it's because James had mentioned it. it's, it's yeah, one meal, but there's Pepsi's and there's, you know, goldfish and there's crackers and there's all that kind of stuff. Um, yep. w- one point about those wins too, is you know, you know, it's true. The individuals who are affected by it know it's true. Why can, why do people believe, okay, I take an Advil and it cures my headache. Why can't they believe, oh, I did cryotherapy for three days and I feel way better from it. Right. So that's, it's one of those things like it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to try it if you don't want to do it. If, if you have a certain way that you go about life. Okay. But you don't have to, like you'd mentioned, like knock people for, oh, I can't believe Eric is out, you know, spreading this misinformation about people having these good benefits. It's, you know, it's, it's not that why not, why can't it happen? Right. And from somebody who's done it plenty, myself and yourself included, there are definitely incredible benefits. And it's definitely something that I, I would suggest everybody, everybody try. And that's, you know, more a a statement that it is a question. I don't know if you had any, any thoughts on that, Eric. I mean, I think that's, that's one of those rabbit holes, right? We could go all day about that. And I think it goes back to one of my original points is that our training, our thought process has gotten so much on sick care instead of preventative care, right? I have a headache. So let me take something that a pharmaceutical industry made. And I have news for everybody. I, I hate to break it to you. Pharmaceutical industry makes a vitamin. They're not making things to make you healthy. They make money off drugs, the things that they give you when you're sick. So anybody who thinks buying something from a pharmaceutical company because it's a vitamin, you don't know what's in that vitamin. Like the pharmaceutical companies don't make money off preventative care. They make money off sick care. And we've gotten such in this mindset that you put a Band-Aid over a cut, right? And that's what aspirin is. It's Band-Aid over a problem. But what is causing those headaches? It's the inflammation. What, what are you doing to prevent those instead of stopping them once they happen? That's what we're about. We're about the preventative pre-care so you don't have to have the doctor visit. You don't have to take the Advil. You don't have to take the, the arthritis medication and all those things, right? But people in this day and age, and they just... 
they're not focused on preventative. They they live their lives. They're focused on, you know, what is going on on Instagram or what their friends are doing, and they don't focus on what's good for them. And it's like preventative care is the is the answer. Like for instance, you know, the FDA just got involved, and now NAD is patient specific. It's just a matter of time that. And if you think that's just because the NAD or the FDA wanted to do that, no, that's because the pharmaceutical industry started to see how much that was affecting their bottom line. So now it's like, well, let's make, throw a hurdle in it. And it's just a matter of time before PBM and whole body cryotherapy, once enough centers pop up and people stop buying pain drugs because of these modalities, then they will get regulated because, again, the FDA is just a branch of the pharmaceutical industry. They're bought and paid for. Mm-hmm. I hate to break it to people that don't want to believe that, but that's the sad reality. You know, if you create a nation of um, drug addicts, right, then they keep going back to the same drug and keep buying the same drugs. These people are going to print money and, and make all the money they want. And they're just they're feeding off of us. And a point to. PBM and, and the red light therapy is now, if I, if I have a headache, I take this like six inches from my head and I'll just, I'll just blast my brain with some red light therapy for 10 minutes, no more headache. And you, you made the point to that, just, you know, reducing the inflammation, powering the mitochondria, powering the cells up that fixes it just fine. And I feel way better doing that than I do taking medicine that then has to be filtered through my liver, my liver. And it takes some time for it to be able to react. And then it then gets me addicted to that feeling of, oh, I feel way better after doing this. So I'm going to go back to it. I mean, there are just, just so many things, right? We're just trying to kind of get out of that constant feedback loop, that negative feedback loop. Plus the, the nutrient depletion. Every medication you put in your body, including aspirin, depletes, depletes nutrients from your body. That's why when somebody goes to a doctor and gets on one medication, as soon as you know it, two years later, they go from one medication to 15 medications. It's because they're prescribing this medication. You're taking so much of it. It's depleting a vital nutrient. Now your body's trying to react being like, hey, I'm used to having this nutrient. Now I don't have this nutrient. So then all of a sudden you go back and you have another ailment. You have something else and you go on another medication and another medication and another medication. I have news for you. Medicine does not help. It hurts. Preventative care helps. And that's what iCryo focuses on is getting to you so you don't need to get to the doctor and take that medication. Eric, what do you see the future of iCryo looking like? Somebody who's on the forefront. I mean, where, where, where does it go from here? Oh, man, the, the, the amount of things we're working on behind the scenes with the DNA testing. Uh, we're looking at some other exciting things like UVIVs. Uh, we're now transitioning to a full medical model. So if something like the pandemic ever happened again, we'd be able to stay open. Um, so I see us and I already see us. I mean, we have one major competitor that's restore cryotherapy, uh, you know, not to knock them. They've, they've had a very successful business model. They started before us, but I think we're leaps and bounds. And obviously I should say that cause I'm with iCryo, but I've been into several restores and again, not to knock them. They're just, they're not on the cutting edge and have the uh, vision that iCryo has moving forward to be the absolute premier health and wellness destination. And I truly believe we will obtain that. We have some amazing, brilliant minds involved in this company. We have so much passion and drive involved in this company. 
and we have a, a strong passion to to really help and, and and bring a healthier lifestyle to as many people as possible. And I think that's what will separate us on top of the fact of how much we drive education into the staff and into our guests, right? With the tour, we're, we're very focused on safety and education and a lot of other places that you go that do cryo and these types of things, you come in and they just throw you into services. They don't educate you on why they, what they do with the body. Most of their staff, if you ask them a question, can't even answer it. I've called cryo centers all over the country, all over New York to try to, you know, refer people in. And I get back to people all the time and I'm like, you know, go in if you want to, but based on the questions, I wouldn't recommend going to this place. And it's unfortunate because I want every cryo place and every place like this to, to, to be like us. So I can, you know, if we don't have an eye cryo, I can say, hey, CT, there's this place down the road. I call them I, and, and I do it for people all the time. I'll, I'll call the owner, I'll call staff there and vet them to see how much knowledge and what type of chambers they have and how they do things. Like a lot of places don't take skin temperature, things like that, things that are vitally important. And I got to get back to people all the time and be like, listen, I know you want to do it. You've experienced that cryo, but I'm just warning you, you're going to have a much different experience. And I just don't trust the safety and the education at this center. And it's not because I want to talk bad about them. It's, it's very, it's near and dear to my heart, right? It, it, those things and, and having people have a great experience and, and being safe and feeling like they're educated and, you know, the amount of people that come in apprehensive. You know, they're, they're, they come in nervous, man. This is something they've never done. It's There's an art to educating and, and to making them feel comfortable about stepping in negative 200 degree dry air, you know, when they've never done that and not being able to see because it's, you know, it goes all around you. You know, th those are things that make people very nervous. Yeah, and I've always, I've always appreciated about you is that, you just want people to feel better. You want to help people. The same reason James and I got into this industry is why you got into, into what you're doing because you want to help people be better and feel better. And, you know, you guys not being an essential business and not being open for a while was super hard on you. Not so much because the money situation was just because you weren't able to help those people that you love and care about. And I th thank you for, being that and, and focusing on those people. And I think that's another reason why you are so successful, why the people who you work with are so successful and why your franchises are, are so successful because your focus is not the bottom line as much as it is helping the individual hopefully live their best, most healthiest, least inflamed life possible. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you acknowledging that because when I talk to other franchisees, you know, I, I feel a lot of calls for people that are looking to get and I cry a little nervous. And I, I think that you you hit it right on the head. I think that has been a major part of my success is I don't look every day and, and look at the bottom line. I mean, during the pandemic, I think maybe I did a little bit more because we got hit very hard. And it was like, mm -hmm. all right, we, we got to do things because like, if we don't, these might not be open. Like when I say we got hit hard, we got hit hard. But yes, from day one, I focused more on the environment and the staff and making sure they're okay and the guests are okay as I did on the bottom line because like I alluded to in the network marketing, it's you, you network and market, then, then you sell. If you focus on environment, you focus on culture, you focus on staff, and all those things are, are working together and everybody's happy, 
then your bottom line naturally will go with it, right? Because that person is going to walk out feeling the benefit, feeling the vibe, feeling the culture, and they're going to go and tell everybody about it. If you don't focus on those things and you're focusing on bottom line and everything comes off as a sales pitch, then they're going to walk out the door and be like, yeah, I just felt like I just walked into a used car dealership. I didn't feel <laughs> that sense of community. I didn't feel that vibe, that culture. And that's not going to be sustainable. Yeah, it's tough. And obviously what, what you're doing is working. Um, let's wrap up here, Eric. We, we always ask our guests this, this question. And, you know, I kind of imagine you're in front of, let's say, talking to a thousand strength coaches, thousand athletes, thousand weekend warriors. Um, and I want to know from your perspective, and we've already answered this probably three or four times, but maybe just to kind of wrap things up. What do you think we as, again, adults, strength coaches, people in the fitness industry, people, people who care about longevity and health, where do you think we're missing when it comes to our recovery efforts? I say this all the time. I mean, personal trainers and people have different theories on this. Um, personal trainers, and I, I say this a lot, you know, and, and don't take this wrong. Anybody who's on here, and of course, you guys, a personal trainer, we can elevate our heart rate in a million different ways, right? Why do you have a personal trainer? It's because you want aesthetically, you want a certain, you want muscles, you want to look a certain way. You want the burst, right? I think athletes need that type of stuff. They, they need that motivation. But at the end of the day, just to be healthy and raise the heart rate, you can take a brisk walk. You can go for a jog. Mm -hmm. You don't need to lift weights. You don't need to do those things. But what you do need is you need proper sleep and you need recovery. I think recovery is as important, if not more important, than actually working out, right? Because your body needs that rest. It needs to recover. And you can stress your body out from a million different things other than working out or playing a sport, right? So I think in the fitness world, trainers as a whole, and, you know, that's why I appreciate you guys. And, and I know you guys do this in, in volumes is you do focus on recovery, right? But there's a lot of personal trainers out there that don't do anything. They might foam roll. That's their form of recovery, which is not bad. Foam roll. I think it's great. But you're beating somebody's body up and you're not also talking to them on foods or things that they can eat to help that recovery process. And I think that's where our fitness world is lost is as much as they focus on the actual program, they need to educate themselves. And it, it could be acupuncture, it could be chiropractic work. It doesn't have to be I cryo. I don't want people thinking I'm like saying, Oh, you have to focus on what we do. No, I think what we do, everything together is the mecca of recovery and health and wellness, but there's a lot of other modalities out there that personal trainers, like I said, acupuncture, chiropractic work, um, stretching, yoga, Pilates, yoga and Pilates are two modalities that I really want myself to get into, but I got to find that time to do it. Um, I think there's a lot of benefits from both of those modalities, but how many trainers out there are saying, Hey, I know this yoga instructor, you should go do yoga once a week, or you should go do Pilates once a week, to stretch those muscles, which I think, again, is very effective. Or you should go do whole body cryotherapy because you just worked out and, you know, your diet, we went over your nutrition, your diet's not the greatest. So go focus on that inflammation. So I think from the fitness world, I would like to see more focus on the recovery side of things and not just the program and, and posting that video, look at my client doing the same thing, the squats, you know, it, it's just, it's getting played out. I'm sorry. It's, you know, I think a lot of people today go to gyms, not for the right reasons. It's to put on that cute outfit. It's to take that selfie in the mirror. It's for, it, it, it's for attention. 
it's not the right reasons. And I, I, I just hope that we can get to a point where we're focused on doing things for the right reasons and we're focused on recovery. I, I think recovery is extremely important. I appreciate you saying no offense, but we started this podcast to talk about things exactly like this because we have James and I have these conversations. I mean, multiple times a day on the floor about, about recovery and different training modalities and food and eating and not eating and, and, and all these things, but we were only having these conversations between the two of us. So we wanted to get people who were, you know, able to, to spread word and spread knowledge and then have this platform to be able to give everybody who doesn't see us on a daily basis, the opportunity to hear these things. And those are all things that we've, that we touch on and that we talk about and that we could not agree more about um, is, is exactly that, that, that you're saying James actually got out of a, a former job as a personal trainer, because, you know, part of it was he wasn't able to have the same effect that he is in the place that he is now. And so we appreciate yeah. you bring that up. And again, no, no offense taken here. Um, but Eric, we dude, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your conversation. If people want to find more about you or they want to find an eye cryo, if it's, and see if it's close to them, where can they go to, to kind of find that stuff out? Yeah. Just go to iCryo.com, hit the locations button. Uh, like I said, they are popping up all over. There is one close to Cleveland. There's one in Cincinnati. Uh, I'm talking to somebody for the Columbus. I think you'll start to see a lot more pop up because those ones out in Ohio are doing very well. Awesome. Um, we're in 22 states now. We have uh, several opening by the end of this year, but you can just go to iCryo.com, hit the locations. That'll show you all future locations that are about to open and all current locations that are already open. And, uh, you know, you can reach out to me anytime. If there's any interest in the company, I can uh, educate you and get you started and, uh, you know, go from there. But it's a, it's a great business to be a part of. Um, I love what I do every single day. I wake up with, with purpose and uh, I love seeing, uh, you know, people feel and look better um, in, a, in a holistic way. Yeah, man. Awesome. Uh, awesome stuff. You, you hit the, you hit it on the head, man. We, we always ask our listeners to do three things as we wrap up. One is, is practice gratitude, continue to practice gratitude every single day. Two is tell the people that you love, that you love them. And three to live your life stimulated. Thank you everybody for listening to episode 42 cut off some coffee with Eric Lemon. We'll catch you on the next one. Eric, th thanks again, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, brother. Nice talking with y'all. Have a great day.